Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wild Card on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Andrea? Hello. Hello. Well, hello. hello. I always feel like Mrs. Doubtfire when I say that. Yes. Hello. <laughs> it was a drive-by fruiting or whatever. What? Yeah. <laughs> so fun. Oh, man. I am still riding high from all these great interviews that we've been doing. It's so special to get to talk to all the people from our Full House past and get to ask them all the questions we don't normally talk about, you know, like we don't normally talk about people's backgrounds or. Right. It's, I mean, all these people that we've got to ask questions, it's, you know, when you know these people your whole life, like some, some of those things you don't ask, you know, interview style. Hey, so tell me about, you know. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it's so much fun to get to learn all this stuff. We were surrounded by so many, so many amazing people. I mean, cast, crew, teachers, but Mm -hmm. it's just really, really neat. Yeah. We, we had no idea back in 1988, just how lucky we were right? that not all jobs are like this. No. Um, and we, no, were, we, we were surrounded by so many great people. Mm. Truly. We were kind of spoiled. We really were. Kind of spoiled. Yeah. Awesome. I know. We're just looking at us basking in the glow. I know. I do. I feel like I have a glow, <laughs> a glow about me. I think I just have my heater on too high. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. It's like burning my legs. Oh, okay. um. <laughs> oh goodness. So... <sighs> This next episode, I have to be honest. Oh, okay. Triple date, mm-hmm. I was concerned. We had we had doubts. We were like, oh no. Yeah. Is this gonna be Sea Cruise part two? Well, it wasn't as bad as Sea Cruise, but it was True. not my favorite episode. Definitely not. Definitely not no. my favorite. And I could Definitely as soon not. as I saw who wrote it, Jeff Franklin, I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> of course Jeff Franklin wrote about the the triple date. About the, thri- the triple date, right. Because he, Sorry, he has Jeff. experience with that. Well, he, yeah, he would say the same thing, you know. He, write, your, write what you know. Write what, what you know. Write what and you he know. didn't have kids, but so he would write about the dating. Right. <laughs> it, it was uh, not as bad as I expected, but yeah, it was, I had. There were some I, cringe I, moments, for definitely sure. Definitely some cringe moments. But yes. that's, 
I don't know that we've made it through an episode without a moment where we went, ooh, ooh. You know what I mean? I feel True. like there's always kind of one, which just happens because, you know, 30 something years. And at least the kids were still heavily involved in this episode. It wasn't like the yes. sea cruise where they sent you off to grandma's and right, we didn't right, see right. you until like, the final scene. Get rid of the scene. kids. Right. right. Yeah, this was, uh, no, at least we were like involved in this, um, you know. If you're happy and you know it, cover your eyes. Yes, yes. Oh, that's going to be that's gonna be my motto for the next year, for all of 2024. If you're happy and you know it, <laughs> cover your eyes. eyes. <laughs> just, I think, yeah. I yeah, think let's just go through this whole year with our yeah, head in the sand. If you're sort of not really happy and full of existential stress and you know it, <laughs> cover your eyes. Right, yeah. <laughs> There's some funny, not stunts, but special effects with the... The bathroom scenes, the the water That's bursting. Right. Oh, oh man, I, can't I had wait so to many memories that. come back for this one because oh, it was like, yeah, it was one of our, you know, our more complicated choreography uh, with water and buckets and you oh, know ridiculousness. It was ambitious, so, very ambitious. It was. It was. <laughs> and I cannot wait to talk about it. Let's get into it, shall Let's we? Let's get into it. Let's yes. do it. Welcome back to How Rude, Tanneritos. I am Andrea Barber. And I am Jody Sweeten. And today we're discussing season two, episode eight, titled Triple Date. It originally aired on December 9th, 1988, and it goes a little something like this. DJ gets her chance to babysit when Danny sets Joey and Jesse up on a triple date. It was directed by Peter Baldwin, and it was written by Jeff Franklin, of course. <laughs> And we have uh, three guest stars this week, the three ladies that are lucky enough to go on this triple date. We have Rebecca Bush, who plays Denise, and mm -hmm. she appeared in Frasier, The Magical World of Disney, and Open House. Okay. Then we have Diane Brody, who plays Cheryl, and she appeared in L.A. Law as Ghost Woman. Ah, That's yes. her, her only girl. Oh, yes. Best, I, one of my favorites. One of the highlights. One of my favorites. <laughs> And last, but certainly not least, we have Jennifer McAllister, who plays Zoe, the very formidable uh, Zo Zoe. Right? <laughs> With a very, yeah, yes, the very formidable Zoe. And I had to, I was like, Zoe? Oh my gosh, I oh, was yeah. so surprised. Uh, yeah, it was, yeah. Your daughter's name is Zoe. So I know. <laughs> Again, full house. I don't know what you're doing, but you're like, yeah. I didn't even remember that, that I... That the name Zoe was ever mentioned. Oh, I, I laughed. I as as they're making right. fun of Zoe in the right, in one of the also scenes. Also, it's like such a weird. They're like, what a weird name. And then in like 2009, it was the number one most popular girl's <laughs> name. So right, yeah. right. So funny. I know um, your Zoe is spelled a little bit differently than yes. The I have cursed her with uh, a Z O I E oh. in a nod to J O D I E. Oh, I oh, um, that's But also why. Zoe, oh. it's a I, I when I looked it up in the book, it was like a more I guess traditional spelling of it, okay, and or something sort of unique. So um, no one will ever spell her name correctly. No. Um, Over the phone, but, she's going to be spelling it out for right, the rest of right. her life. So right, and B is always like it's not Beatrice, it's B Beatrix, Beatrix. with an X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, well, that's all right. They'll they'll thank you for that someday. <laughs> um, okay, so we open with the teaser. <laughs> This is such a funny teaser. You are riding, uh, you, Stephanie is riding her tricycle around the living room and Michelle holds- Is it my tricycle or is it Michelle's tricycle? Because I do, I'm going to be honest, I look a little big for the tricycle. This you looks look like big. Steph has stolen uh, 
Yeah. And I feel like it was already established that you can ride a two-wheeler as you oh, I can't precariously rode through the kitchen in one True, previous True, but episode. I wasn't good enough to balance Michelle on the handlebars yet. Okay. So we had to have a tricycle where you could step on the thing. The joke has to work. So bring right. in the tricycle. <laughs> yes. Okay, so Stephanie is riding someone's tricycle around the living room, and Michelle holds her hands out to say, stop. Stephanie asks, where you headed, toots? <laughs> and Michelle responds, kitchen. Although it sounds I think like she, she said, said chicken, chicken, <laughs> which was she said chicken, but she meant kitchen. Yeah, and I, I mean, well, it's a, there's a through line there. Well, there's chicken in you the prep kitchen. Chicken so, in the kitchen, yeah. right? She's thinking about food. Obviously, she's like, it's the cold chicken. That's the cold fried chicken room. She wants her cold fried chicken. This, right. yeah, Uncle Jesse right. taught her well. So yes. yeah, she wants chicken. Yeah, she was like chicken. <laughs> so Steph instructs her to hop on. Michelle gets on the bike and Steph starts pedaling, saying, that'll be 50 cents, please. And I was very impressed at how you or Adria got Michelle to stand on the back of this trike. Well, because we, we used to do that around set. <laughs> so it was just I'd ride on their I'd day. ride on one of their tricycles and they'd hop on the back. And we so I'm sure Aww. it was something that like we were doing. And, you know, Jeff was like, that's cute. Let's write a teaser. Let's write a teaser. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I could see she was hanging on really tight. She went straight to the back. Like, she was very good at this direction. Oh, yeah, yeah. She totally got it. It was definitely something that we would, you know, ride around set and and do, so. And that's the teaser. That's, like, the short. It might be the shortest teaser yet. Shortest (laughs) teaser yet, yeah. And only 50 cents for the ride. I mean, Mm, God, inflation, you know? For for a six-year-old, that's, you know, a lot. That's a lot of money for a six-year-old that doesn't have a job. It'd be, like, 250 now, though. You know what I mean? Okay. At least. Well, well DJ got but got um two well she gets 250 for babysitting in this episode. That's what I'm so saying, right. Compare, Which, yeah. That's got to bump up to like 15. Uh-huh. So you got to figure right. with inflation, cost of living increases. Yeah. You yeah. know, if it's keeping up with that, then she's probably making $3 cuz that's about how it goes. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, um we start the the main show in the kitchen. Jesse is singing to himself as he folds the laundry at the kitchen table. He holds up two completely different socks and looks at Michelle, who is wearing this fantastic blue velour sweatsuit. Right? Amazing. Cute little onesie. Oh, so adorable. It looked like she'd just woken up from a nap. Yes, it did. She had that hair. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, yeah. Nap the hair. nap hair. Uh, Michelle pulls out a sock and holds it up, saying, my sock. Jesse walks towards her and says, all right, where is my sock, poopy long stockings? And Michelle responds, sock, (laughs) bye-bye. So cute. Um, Danny walks in singing, to all the girls I loved before. He puts some grocery bags down on the counter. He grabs Michelle and sings and leaps all around the kitchen with her. And the audience applauds. Why in television shows do people not have handles on their grocery bags. I don't oh, understand this. You're right. There's not... No, in a even, movie, even even everyone's a paper always bag. carrying this paper bag that has no handles. And I'm sure it's because it looks ugly and it's whatever it looks better in on camera. To, hey. But there's right. never any handles. I've yeah. never been to a grocery store without handles. That's true. And the, the, of course, Just you saying, know... I don't know where everybody's shopping, but everybody who on television shops at stores with no handles. And It must be a prop thing. Just like when you open gifts, it's already like pre-wrapped. Right. Yeah, it is. You it know, looks so you just better that you off. hold it rather than hold yeah. it by the thing, you know. And there's always like a baguette sticking out of right, one of right, the bags. Right, <laughs> and, and carrots with all of the greenery attached. So, <laughs> right. yeah. Nobody buys pre 
cut carrots on sitcoms. No, it's no, always no, no, got to no, have no, the green, no. yeah. the greenery yes. attached, and to the it. baguette is never wrapped. Anyway, <laughs> just things I've noticed. <laughs> this is the stuff that this is what this matters. Is the stuff people. that bothers me. Right? This yeah, is exactly. important. <laughs> so Danny proclaims, "Life is so beautiful," and he announces that he met someone at the market. He tells them her name is Denise. We met in the produce section. She said the broccoli looked fresh today. And I looked deep into her eyes and said, it's a great source of fiber. <laughs> this, is, this is how Danny More Tanner romantic flirts. words have never been spoken. Right. <laughs> nothing like fiber to really uh Yeah, nothing like talking somebody. about being regular to really get a first date going. <laughs> what an opener. Uh, then Danny announces that she is coming over for dinner tonight. Jesse is in awe that Danny picked up a woman at the market. Aren't we I'm all? in awe that a woman agreed to come to some strange man's house that she met at the store for dinner. This is not safe. Like, I mean, at least in 2024, this is not safe. You don't go to a stranger's house for a date, much less a triple date. Goodness. Like, they couldn't spring for a restaurant. I guess she was bringing her friends, so I get, you know, whatever. Well, so. okay. But honestly, I'd be like, why can't you take me out to a restaurant? Like, come on. Right? There's three of you. You could spring for a, a, a nice meal at a restaurant, but I don't know. Well, he's got to cook the broccoli that he bought. He's got to cook the broccoli. Danny's got to I'd technically be there in case something happens with the girls, which does happen. So, okay. Okay. Uh, Danny mentions that there is one little snag. Denise supposedly had dinner plans with her two single friends. So this prompted Danny to tell her about his two single roommates. Jesse interrupts. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I do not go on blind dates. Capiche? Our first capiche. Our first capiche. This is, yes, this is when he's leaning more into his Rat Pack era. <laughs> yes. This is, right. That's how I learned Less the word Elvis, capiche. Less Elvis, more Sinatra. Yeah, I, I, we, this, is how, uh, this is how I learned capiche from Uncle Jesse. I had to look up right? that word back in 1980s. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's great. Well, his mom was Italian. Remember she, she oh, when yeah. we saw the mom, his mom's kind of Italian and dad's Greek. So I'm going to, that's, you know. So th- this is tracking. The this capiche, is tracking from right. that. Yeah. Danny begs for Jesse to go, and Danny gives him a big hug while Jesse groans in resentment. He agrees to do it, only if Danny will stop hugging him. (laughs) Danny thanks Joey and Jesse and then tells them that their dates are named Cheryl and Zoe. The guys laugh. Zoe? (laughs) So I was like, what? Was that a weird name? Why is this funny? I know. Maybe it just wasn't that common back in 1988, so okay. I mean, he even makes a Frank Zappa joke because, you know, Frank Zappa would name his kids Moonbeam or... Oh, Z- yeah. Right? And I think there was a Zoe. There was a Zoe. Zoe okay. Zappa, yeah. Ah, so. okay. Uh, so Jesse tells Joey, well, Zoe is your date. And Joey questions why. And Jesse lays it out for him. Joey and Zoe, you already make a cute couple. That's right. true. That's true. Jesse turns back to the fridge and with a puzzled look on his face, pulls out a frozen long black sock. Which at first I thought was a hockey stick because it was a, I was like, what is that? Oh, sock. Right. Jesse walks over to Michelle who points her finger at Joey and blames him. Joey, she says. Jesse gets real close to Michelle and she gives him a little kiss and it ends a cute little scene between uh, Jesse and Michelle. So cute. I've, every time I've ever thrown a sock in the freezer though, it never looks like that. Just saying. It's a, it should be wadded up, you know, in Although I guess, I guess so the audience knows it's a sock. They had to, yeah, they had they to make it. Make it. The joke's got to work. The joke's, joke's got to work. work. That's yeah. that's all that matters. The joke has to work. Yes. Uh, so next we're in the girls' room, and Danny is telling the girls and Mister Bear about his date tonight with Joey and Jesse. He wants the girls to stay with the Gibblers next door. 
Steph quickly states that she hates going there because all they do is watch the Home Shopping Network. Mm. All right. Gosh, sorry, Kimmy. It's, Kimmy has a terrible home life. I can't figure life. out if your parents... Yeah, I can't figure out what the deal is at the Gibblers. Like... She, like is she, it, she's driving her to school, but yeah. also like she doesn't care. I don't know. The, the, the yeah, Gibblers. the Gibblers are either very absent or just very weird. Never responsible. Absently I, weird. Yeah, absently weird. I think Jeff hadn't okay. quite settled yet on the Gibbler lore of like exactly just how well, strange. That's, I mean, they we would never be. have. We're still trying to piece it together. <laughs> We're yeah. still wondering. Gibblers are very shady individuals. They may or may not be working for the government. Never okay. trust a Gibbler. Never trust a Gibbler. So DJ pleads with her dad, why won't you let me babysit? It's the perfect job for me. And Danny begins to explain to DJ how babysitting is a big responsibility. Are we forgetting the episode, the, the chicken pox episode, where he kind of forced her to babysit? Right. I was like, she's already babysat. What do you mean? All of a sudden now it's a big responsibility? Right. I'm like, they, they, the they kids forgot. Are already babysat. She's already babysat against her will. So that, Right. You've already forced you know. her into this. Now all of a sudden she wants to do it. And you're like, I don't, I don't know. Right. right. Mm. Continuity. You know, 80s sitcoms continuity, not the best. Danny decides to let DJ babysit since he will be right downstairs anyways. Steph tells Danny that he can't put DJ in charge because when he's around, she's a sweet little angel. The minute he leaves, it's, I'll get you, my pretty, as you yep. imitate the Wicked Witch. <laughs> Just, I was very excited for yeah. that imitation. That was yeah. very good. Very well done, Jody. <laughs> uh, DJ tells Danny that she can handle the responsibility and she will do it for $3 an hour. Danny asks why he would pay her to spend time with her little sisters. DJ responds, good point, $3.50. Danny lowers it to $2.50 and they have a deal. He walks away and adds, why do I feel like I'm raising a used car salesman? Because all children at that age are used car salesmen and yeah. will argue any point and you'll eventually just give in because you want it to end. Yeah, even <laughs> if it's just about 50 cents. Right, like fine. Kids okay, fine. Will fine. barter oh. to the death, you know. But why? But why not? But that's not fair. But what? Yeah, yeah. They will he just, just whittle down out. your patience. Right. Word I mean, he's, by word. You know, he's a successful wake up San Francisco talk show host. He can afford the fifty cents extra. Come on, right? Yeah, and DJ deserves it for everything right. she puts up with. So while imitating the Wicked Witch, DJ walks towards Stephanie and Mister Bear and says, "I'll get you, my pretty, and your little bear too." <laughs> Mr. Bear is quite prominently featured in this one. I love it. He's like his he own character the, now. Yeah, I was going to say he was like the third uh, the third sibling in the room. Yeah, he was. He was. I love that. Uh, next in Danny's room, Joey and Jesse are getting Danny ready for their triple date. Danny thanks them for doing this, and they assure him that everything is going to work out great. Danny admits he can't believe he really met a woman. He says, I was charming. I asked her out, and she said yes. I was like a real guy, wasn't I? Jesse sprays a little banaca in Danny's mouth and holds oh, up a mirror I for him. I could taste it. it my, my eyes watered at the spray. Dude, banaca was, like, was the best. Banaca, I'm yeah. pretty sure, had as much alcohol content as like a shot of vodka. You know what I mean? If you really committed to like three or four oh. and then like got in your car and blew a breathalyzer, you'd probably Ooh. get arrested. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was... Whew. I, I don't think Banaka exists anymore, and that is probably for, the reason for, why. For the reason. Too many, right. I'm sure it went the way of like Four Loco and someone was just drinking Banaka. <laughs> yeah. Someone's always got to ruin it, darn Someone's it. Someone's always, yeah, we can't have, this is why we can't have terrible things, because they ruin those two. <laughs> um, 
so D- uh, Jesse holds up a mirror for Danny, and Danny is just enthusiastic about how he looks. He says he is happening. Oh, yeah. He's very excited. Uh, but then his mood lowers a bit, and he says, you know, I've been thinking. Maybe it's time for me to take my wedding ring off. Danny reminisces that Pam gave this ring to him 13 years ago, and he explains, it's like a part of me. Jesse assures him, I know my sister, and I know she would want you to get on with your life. Aw. It's a nice little tonal shift here yeah. of uh, from silly to, to sentimental. Yeah, to get on with your life. Get on with your life, right? <laughs> Well, you know. so I just the way it was said, it was like, I know my sister, and I know she'd want you to just, just move on, just come on, just get it, just get on, get on with your life, get on with but your you life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I was like, oh, spoken like something written by a man. Yeah, so, it's, <laughs> it's not like she would want you to find happiness, happiness, right? And, no, she wants you to get on with your yeah, life. Get on, just get yeah, on with it. Come on, <laughs> stop spiraling and get Although on. It's with sort it. of a Jesse thing to say, not exactly Mister Sensitive. True, you know? very. It's very on brand. That was for his, his character. Uh, that was as mushy as he gets. <laughs> So then Joey chimes in, assuring him that bringing something new into his life won't make his memories any less special. There we go. Thanks, That's, Joey. That was leave it tender to Joey. and well thought out. Mm-hmm. Joey with his wise little Yoda quips that he comes out with sometimes. Yeah. I had no yeah. idea that Joey was this smart in these early he, seasons. You know, he's had a couple moments of real emotional intelligence. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? And thank goodness there's somebody, somebody that has this emotional intelligence in the house. Uh, So Danny thanks the boys. And as the boys leave the room, Danny hangs back to take off his ring and place it on his dresser. And then you get the little sad, right? The sad violins take us to a a commercial break. And when we come back- Where I all of a sudden realized what episode this was. I was like, oh. Oh. The ring goes... Mi- yeah. Oh, that's what jogged your memory. Yeah, you're like, yeah, oh. Yeah, yeah. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I'm sure every one of our listeners can attest that we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. And I carry around quite a few of them myself. I know when I bottle up my problems and emotions, it can start to have a negative effect in my day-to-day life. Therapy is my safe space where I can get things off my chest and figure out how to solve the things that are weighing me down. Seriously, therapy is an amazing tool to help you be the best version of yourself. And whether you're aiming to set new boundaries, something that is sometimes missing in our episodes, uh, (laughs) or learn positive coping skills, or learn to heal from trauma, therapy can help. With BetterHelp, all you need to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. It's entirely online. Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HowRude today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HowRude. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wildcard on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. 
In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we come back to Stefan DJ's room where DJ is sitting on her bed chatting on the phone with Kimmy Gibbler. She tells her that this babysitting job is a piece of cake. She gets $2.50 to watch TV and have Stephanie wait on her hand and foot. Stephanie walks in carrying a huge tray of popcorn, soda, the TV guide, extra napkins, and salt. DJ asks for her slippers, and Steph replies sarcastically, We have to keep Her Majesty happy. <laughs> this is such a funny read, Jody. <laughs> You're just... Oh, I was so into it, You're too. so like, into oh, I get this. to be a snarky little smartass. I, that was always, I was like, ah, well, here we go. Right. It's always been a part of you, this sarcasm. It's, it's yeah. innate. And how do you roast a turkey? <laughs> so she reaches into DJ's closet and hands the slippers to DJ. DJ asks, aren't you going to put them on me? And Steph's smile lowers. I'm not touching your cootie feet. <laughs> And next, uh, we're in the living room. The doorbell rings multiple times, and the guys rush downstairs to start their dates. Danny opens the door to Cheryl and Zoe, but Danny flips around. He instantly panics and thinks that Denise has backed out. But the girls interject to say that Denise is just trying to find a parking space. Finally, someone that can't find a parking spot at this house. Right? That That's the most realistic Seems thing. Like, I mean, you, you've been able to just bring a horse, pull, you know, motorcycles, cars, just all into the backyard. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. So finally we have some realistic San Francisco. Somebody needs a parking spot and it's not there. Yeah, this, this, this really tracked. Uh, So Danny's relieved that Cheryl hasn't ditched him. She's just parking the car. You mean Denise? Uh, Denise, not Cheryl. Sorry. I get these, I get these ladies confused all the time. I'm just warning you right now. I'm still not exactly sure which one's which other than Denise. The Cheryl and Zoe, I'm, I'm like, I don't know which one was which. Yeah. I'm they're, they're, I mean, they're kind of interchangeable. You know, it's like, right. honestly. Well, Zoe was the one that was supposed to be with Joey. Because okay. yeah, Joey and Zoe. Okay. okay. Right. Yes. And she right. ends up being the, the bitter cakes. <laughs> the bitter cakes. Right. That's right. Always complaining yeah. About just, attitude just did not want to be there. Yeah. Yeah. So the couples I mean, are all introducing themselves to one another. And Joey tells Zoe she has an unusual name and asks, are you one of Frank Zappa's kids? Everybody For laughs. those of you that are like, who is Frank Zappa? Just a little side note here. Uh, Frank Zappa was a guitar player, sort of like an acid rock guitar player mm-hmm. uh, in like the what, 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, named his kids some interesting things, um, but was, you know, a 
rock and roll star and 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 known for his unique naming of children, which apparently Zoe was the strangest thing you'd ever heard. But, wait till they get to the 2000s. Right? Just wait. <laughs> right. Um, so Zoe is not amused with this joke. Uh, she has an annoyed look on her face and she explains, I was named after my grandmother. It was her dying wish that her name live on. And the audience goes, ooh. Ooh, yeah. Just way to blow it right off the bat. Right? Oh my goodness. Mm, not going well. Not going well. Uh, Jesse interrupts this awkward silence and announces he will be checking on his cheese delight in the kitchen. I can't imagine what this is that he's it's making just cheese. Cheese is delightful in and of itself. You don't need to do any cheese. <laughs> is it cheese, cheese donuts? That's just like what is this? All cheese. I am all cheese. cheese. Okay, just throw yeah, yeah, a bunch just, of cheese in a yep. oh, in a Pyrex free, and cook it at three fifty. Give me some crackers, <laughs> a little honeycomb. Yeah, cheese delight. Delight. Okay. okay. Yeah. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, so Danny walks in with Denise, who thoughtfully brought him a broccoli bouquet. It's very creative. You know, I like I this. I feel Denise. like bringing people gifts on a first date is an is always a recipe for awkwardness. Though. Oh, well, I well, like, like the- at least if it's at his house, it's like if somebody brings you something on like a first date and they're like, "Here, I brought you with some cheesy gift." Yeah, I saw it more as like a housewarming. Like they're having dinner at his a housewarming house. broccoli as a housewarming. Well, gift? like flower. Like usually you'd bring a gla- a, a, a bottle of wine. Oh, you mean like a hostess case, gift? Yeah, it's like a hostess gift. Like you present a, a bouquet of Do broccoli. Do you often bring broccoli bouquets as hostess gifts? Well, not yet, but I might after this wow, episode. I'm, you know, inviting you might over be to cheaper my house. than uh, than flowers. I don't know. Cheese, look, <laughs> cheese delight or nothing. Okay, right. Bring cheese, or you're not bring allowed. Bring cheese, inside. or I'm not letting you in. Yeah. <laughs> so Jesse enters from the kitchen. Denise spots him and is flabbergasted. She says, "I thought I would never see you again." She runs over to give Jesse a hug, but he doesn't hug her back. Ooh, what Uh-oh. happened? What happened? Oh, Danny is confused, and he says, "Have you two met?" Oh, of course, Awkward. of course, they, they've met in the in the in the the biblical term, right? In the you biblical I mean? sense, they've met yeah, yeah, several they times. Have met, <laughs> yeah. So Jesse lets out a small awkward laugh, and Denise explains, "Well, we were sort of involved a while back." Danny's eyes grow wide, and he asks, you're that Denise? And Cheryl chimes in, this is the Jesse? And Zoe- I have so many questions. <laughs> I need to know all of the gossip. What happened? There's a weekend in New Orleans coming up. What yes, did they do? I want the tea. Like, give us oh, the tea. Come on. So much. Zoe says, oh, you, the one you named your puppy after? Like, there is backstory why here. Okay, is Denise a little stalkerish? Because, like, why would you name... She ran up to hug him, and he was like, nah. Yeah. And then she named her puppy after him after they broke up. Denise she, might be a little... Like, what? Well, she oh, just cray cray. can't get him out of her mind. Like, she's right? definitely... Would you never... Would you ever name your dog after an ex? No. 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 And I wouldn't even name my dog after a current boyfriend, much less an ex-boyfriend. Well, that would... Don't do that. I, that would be weird, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, to, yeah, name it after... No, I don't want to be... Yeah, no. Because then you call the dog and you're just like, you know, Jesse, go potty. And then it's just awkward after right, that, you're like, you know? now it's weird. Now right. it's weird. It's just weird. Jesse, go potty. Jesse, go potty. <laughs> So Jesse tells them it is all ancient history now. On cue, the oven dings, and Jesse announces, saved by the cheese delight. He See? Le- cheese always saves the day. Saves the day. Yep. <laughs> saved by the cheese. He leaves the room, and the rest of them are left standing awkwardly. Mm. Yeah. Uh, next, wow. in the bathroom, 
Stephanie pulls Michelle into the bathroom by her sleeve, and Michelle is wearing a huge blue sweatshirt and a red baseball cap placed sideways on her head. Now, she looks like E.T. in the closet seat when they have E.T. all dressed up in like the big giant sweater. And although she needed like a hat with, you know, flowers on her or something. But yeah, yeah, she's just like draping the sleeves a lot. It was so cute. Oh, it is so cute. And this sweater is such a distinctive blue. Is this the sweater oh. that Bob wore in the pilot? I mean, you guys are dressing up in Danny's clothes and I feel like Bob wore that big oh, like cornflower blue, blue yeah. sweater in, it in might the pilot be. episode. Maybe, I don't know. You're right. Yeah, I think might it be. is. At least I remember Bob wearing that for the 30th anniversary up in San Francisco when we went right. to take it. Right, and it all the- sort of blends together with what, yeah. But no, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm like looking at trying to find old pictures. No, I don't have an old original photo up but yeah i think i think uh in my mind that's that blue what sweater is. on yeah. yeah and i look like mr bear again you which do apparently is my i love dressing up like mr bear yeah i wrote that down i said steph really loves dressing in trench coats that's what doesn't I, that's what i said with a I hat said mr bear yeah <laughs> very cute uh, i just love that you guys are playing dress up with danny's clothes i mean yes. you don't have a mom to dress up in heels and dresses so you take danny's blazers and hats why hey, not that's you know gotta make do it is what it is mm-hmm so Stephanie asks her little sister, who do we look like, Michelle? And Michelle answers, daddy. DJ walks in at this moment and yells, freeze, nerd bombers. She notices the outfits and asks, what are they doing dressed in dad's stuff? Stephanie lies and blames Michelle. DJ scolds them, saying she can't take her eyes off them for a minute. She orders them to take off all of the clothes immediately. And Steph throws up her hands and says, okay, don't have a hissy fit. DJ takes Danny's watch and wedding ring away from Steph. She grows more angry and says, I'm in charge, and I say you're both in really big trouble. She walks over to the sink, and we hear a clatter. She drops Danny's wedding ring down the drain. And Michelle says, "Uh uh-oh. Worst nightmare. Yeah. Right? Right? This is is definitely a worst nightmare. Um, And we cut to a tense, a very tense commercial break. (laughs) When we come back, DJ is pacing the bathroom when Steph walks in, informing her that Michelle is in bed, which is excellent expository to get the, get rid of the baby. We've gotten rid of the kid. Yeah. Yeah, Her hours are up on set and cut her out of the Don't ask too many questions. Michelle's in bed. Yeah. (laughs) Stephanie asks if DJ got the ring out of the drain, to which DJ admits, no, but I have a plan. She grabs Steph's tie and attaches her gum to the end of it, planning to drop it down the drain so the ring can stick to the gum and she'll be able to pull it out. It's kind of pretty MacGyver-esque of her. Yeah, I was was good. I was kind of impressed. Good engineering thought. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't work, but Eh, good try. Good try. Definitely a good try. Um, Steph tells her, but wait, you're going to ruin dad's tie. And DJ emphasizes that the ring is more important than the tie, telling Stephanie that she's so dumb. Steph asks, I'm dumb. Who knocked the ring down the drain, Miss Rocket Scientist? <laughs> You're just, the sarcasm is just this, rich. This epi- yeah, this episode, Steph was just, take, take no prisoners. You're like, yeah. don't, don't come for me. I I'm love it. Just, yeah, it's She's great. like, there's no parents in, in this room. Right, there's like, no I'm- parents around. I'm going to let you know exactly yes. how I feel. Calm down. Yeah. DJ sticks the tie down the drain and thinks that she's got it until it gets stuck. Steph lets out a fake yawn and says, well, I'd say the day is about shot. Good night. And she tries to leave. No when to leave, man. No when to make an exit. Just you see things going south and you go, 
wait a second. Yeah, Steph's no dummy. Steph is wise She's beyond like, her years. This is all going to end poorly. I'm leaving. <laughs> but DJ calls her back in, explaining that she has to take the sink apart and Stephanie has to help her get Danny's toolbox. Steph lets a smile out. Mm, if I help you, will you let me stay up late and do whatever I want? DJ agrees, admitting that she'll never be in charge again after this. And then yeah, might Steph's, as well. Steph's smile it. grows to be devious. And the camera just lingers on your little devious smile. Right? Yeah, I was like, I, I'm, and I'm looking at myself going, why are you making, don't make that face. Wait, that's, that's, it was what cute. You, that's not a smile. You what were, is that? I was like, you were trying really hard. You looked a little constipated, but it was, it was mischievous. Definitely mischievous. Mischievous mm-hmm. constipation. Well, you can't use the, the bathroom because it's, you know, we can't use the bathroom much longer. Right, it's about yeah. to become flooded. Well, because there's only, obviously, only one bathroom in this house. <laughs> so weird. So weird. Um, so next, we are in the kitchen where the triple daters are seated at the table. And just as Danny is about to sit down, Jesse pulls his chair right next to Denise. And Jesse says, ah, don't they look like a Hallmark card, huh? He's definitely shipping them. Way to hang a hat on it, Jesse. You know, way to just be like, hey, if it's not awkward enough that uh, I used to, you know, hang out with your current date Mm -hmm. here, uh, I'm going to make it really obvious that, like, I'm trying to push you guys closer together so it's not less awkward for me, but obviously it's way more awkward for me. Yeah, he's just overcompensating for whatever guilt he's feeling for having dated this woman before. And poor Danny, he finally gets a date. And it's one of Jesse's exes. Like, I, I feel bad for the guy. Right? I feel bad. Danny definitely has a type, though, because she could almost Oh, be yeah. She, yeah, you're right. The blonde hair. You know, very, very similar. True. He definitely yep. has a type. So Joey changes the subject and tells Jesse he is the king of blackened swordfish. Denise turns her back on Danny and tells Jesse, I remember the first time we ate blackened swordfish that weekend in New Orleans. Who says that? Oh, come on, Denise. Come on. Right. I literally wrote down, Denise, shut up. Shut up. You're not helping. <clears throat> That's what I'm saying. Denise is a little. Here's my take. Oh, what's your take? What if? So Denise is a little stalkery, right? She's never gotten yeah. over Jesse. She's like, I'm never going to see you again. Yeah. She's sort of been figuring out where he's at. She had hired like a private detective. Starts shopping at the same market oh. that he goes to, oh. expecting to run into him doing the groceries, but instead Danny's shopping that week. So in a move on the spot, she decides I'm going to go for Danny in order to get to the house. That's the whole reason that she said, yes, she'd come over to the house. Maybe she even suggested it. Oh, I think you're on to something. I bet she's she's so obsessed with Jesse. She studied the genealogy. She knows that Jesse is Danny's brother-in-law. Right? Oh, she knows. She She knows knows everything. I'm just saying, we Denise might be. She might be a little. You know, what's the what's that movie? Uh, Fatal Attraction. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 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 Oh, she's yeah. I'm I'm not a fan. I'm not a Denise fan. fan. Not a Denise fan. And she doesn't know she's. She has, no, she has no social cues. Like, no. come on, come no. on. Just stop talking, Denise. Right. Poor Danny. And he, he asks her, he's like, oh, you're that Denise too? Like, Danny's heard all of these stories about what New Orleans. What happened and, in uh, New Orleans? We need the backstory. <laughs> I need the backstory because I, I don't know if it was good or bad what happened in New Orleans, but it was noteworthy, <laughs> whatever Notable. it was, mm-hmm. you know? So it was, a, it was, became legendary. It was legends, right? It was, <laughs> yeah, something happened in New Orleans. And look, anything can happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Jesse asks Joey to help him out. And Joey responds to Danny, yeah, she's that Denise too. 
like, come on, like this table is full of idiots, you know? Well, uh, he then asks if anyone likes impressions and Cheryl no, says, no, people usually don't. The answer to that question, usually people go, not really. This is his default. Like just when in doubt, just do an impression, you know, but Cheryl, Cheryl says that she loves impressions. Okay. So that's Cheryl. Okay. Cheryl's the one that was, okay, got it. Cheryl's She's the curly She's like hair. the brunette. Yeah. Right. That was sitting sort of adjacent to, to Joey. Right. Uh, so uh, Joey imitates Jimi Hendrix on the electric guitar, which is really, I don't know how Dave got his mouth to do that, but right? that was it's very yeah. impressive. I can't, impressive. Yeah, I'm not even going to attempt. I, I, I'm not going to attempt either. Um, and so even though Cheryl loves this, Zoe is disgusted, of course. And Zoe says, Jimi Hendrix was a great artist who lived a tortured and tragic life. What a wet blanket. Like, why is she here? Why? Who invited this? <laughs> Sorry, well, it was, but it really, was Denise. Just it was got Denise. a face the whole time. Just walked in like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. Then, Bad attitude. Well, she probably was like, hey, we're going out for a girls night, like the three of us. And then she got wrapped up in Denise's crazy plan mm-hmm. who, and was like, I'm going to go over to Jesse's house, but you have to actually go out on a date with Je-, and like this whole yeah. thing. So maybe Zoe was the voice of reason on all this and was like, this is a terrible mm. idea. She didn't want to be here because she knows Denise is crazy. Yeah. She doesn't want to be used as a decoy. Like, she's like, come yeah. on. Like, she's, she's like, this is ridiculous. This maybe is, that, no. okay, I feel better so, about this. you know what I mean? If we know that Denise is crazy and Denise has wrangled her friends into this, yeah. Zoe is doesn't want to be here and Cheryl might kind of be an idiot. So, but she's perfect for Joey. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, you know? I, I, I think we, okay. I, this could give us some reason. Okay, I'm tracking. I'm tracking with all of this. Steph energetically skips down the stairs and introduces her to every, to everyone. Uh, hi, I'm Stephanie Judith Tanner. I live upstairs. In the attic. No, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. Danny wonders why is she down here? And Stephanie explains it's to teach them a new song she learned at school. She starts singing, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands, and tries to get everyone to join. This is just the most bizarre date ever. Like, <laughs> wouldn't, right? I get it. You know what? I, I am sorry that I have talked about Zoe this whole time. I wouldn't want to be here either. I would have the same face. Like, what is happening? Why is there a kindergarten? This dude that you grader? used to, I'm here and we got a broccoli bouquet. You can't okay. find parking. We got a kid singing happy and you know it. Clap your hands. Making fun of Jimi Hendrix. She doesn't want to be here. I get it. I, it's, she's like, get me out. We're all Zoe, you know? We're all it's true. Just like, why it's are true. we here? Yeah. Why? What is happening? Then Stephanie switches the lyrics to, if you're happy and you know it, cover your eyes, which everyone does. Then with everyone's eyes covered, DJ races downstairs and grabs the toolbox from the kitchen. Why it's in the kitchen, I don't know, but she grabs the toolbox from the kitchen. I mean, I guess, well, now with no garage, they had to put it in the kitchen. Oh, maybe. Not in a cabinet. Well, I guess the implication is that it's under the sink, but here's my thought. Oh, what's your Why come down from that direction when you've got two staircases, go in the living room, crawl into the kitchen, take the toolbox and crawl out and crawl out it's no distraction it needs yeah well because that wouldn't be nearly as funny as the the coup that we just saw this is true with stephanie distracting but the joke has to work but you're right it would have been a lot more effective just to sneak in from the living room well maybe maybe dj was the one that planned this if steph would have planned it she would have been like look i'm not gonna go in there and sing a song i'm just just crawl in and crawl out Steph's a lot more conniving. So, uh, yeah, this had to be DJ's yeah. plan for sure. Uh, so Steph and DJ run back upstairs while everyone continues singing. They finally open their eyes and look around. And they're just like, what, hap- what just happened? 
Where did the girls The audience go? loved it. The audience cheered. They thought, did, do you think they so had cute. their eyes covered and I just disappeared <laughs> and they thought it was a magic trick or what? Like they were like, yay. I was like, what? Why I you? think, I mean, I it's cute. I, yeah, I just. Well, because the girls pull, pulled one over on the adults. That's you true. Know? It yeah, was yeah. cute. It was cute. And the uh, the adults are probably just glad that the first grader is gone <gasps> and has disappeared right? So he's like, jeez, what now? Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so back in the bathroom, DJ and Stephanie are under the sink taking apart the pipes. DJ instructs Stephanie on how she is going to catch the ring. DJ loosens the pipe and water spews out everywhere and the girls scream. I remember this. Oh yeah, tell me everything. The water was cold. And if oh. you if you look at the floor, you can kind of see they've like pulled up the, I think they pulled up the carpeting. Okay. Like it's just, you know, like- Loose? Not loose, but it's, the carpeting isn't even there. It's like painted the same color as the carpeting, I think. Oh. And they, I remember that they built, and you'll kind of see when Bob comes into the bathroom, he kind of hops over something. They built- like little barriers around the set to keep all the water in because otherwise you're gonna have water in the camera aisle you're gonna so they had to build a little like you know container sort of around okay um around the base of it and they had to put it you know around the baseboards of the of the set because otherwise it's gonna sink under so yeah you know there was a whole like little small pool kind of thing built to keep all of the water in and the water if i remember it was pretty cold Oh, I imagine. Pretty cold. Those, those sets, um, the soundstage was very cold. So I imagine the water was very was cold. cold too. Yeah, the water was, I mean, you know, it wasn't like ice cold, but it was not like a nice warm shower. Um, yeah. And yeah. I just remember trying not to laugh. Oh, that yeah? was always my thing. Like with the physical bits, I was having so much fun doing it. And you could kind of see as a little kid, I'm like, yeah, this is way too much fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this was a very ambitious special effect. I'm, I'm trying to picture how, what was on the other side of the set, like how were they pumping this water through the pipes on the other side? It probably like a just through a. Or? I mean, I don't know that, but I'm sure it was just a hose that yeah. like came through the back into the you know into that pipe and through the wall, and okay. that was just there was some special effects person back there turning on the, you know, turning on and off the water. This is this was very effective yeah. as far as special effects go. Oh yeah. So DJ in a panic asks if Steph caught the ring and she says back, do I look like I caught the ring? Soaking wet. Soaking wet. She then asks if Stephanie knows how to turn the water off and Steph replies, another stupid question. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of my favorite Steph that I, this, this version of Steph oh, is. Steph is yeah. a vibe. This She's, Yeah, she is a vibe. I love it. So the water is still spewing from the sink and DJ frantically asks Steph to get something to catch the water in. Steph brings her tiny pink trash can that can't really hold all the water. No, but she, I love, I just hold the toolbox off the thing and I'm like, trash can, move that, just tools everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it's a hot mess. Stephanie leaves to go get something bigger and DJ mutters, this is worth more than $2.50 an hour. (laughs) Yeah. Steph returns with a big bowl of popcorn. She starts to eat it to try to empty it, and then she ends up just throwing it on the ground. I was supposed to throw it over my head, like over that way, and as yeah. I did it, I dropped the bowl, and it was like, <laughs> ah, and we just went with it because it was, there was, now we had now you had wet popcorn, popcorn and water. Yeah, right. right. Oh, so it was gosh. like, just, all right, oh. we're just going for it. But like, 
I knew I screwed it up, and I was like, just keep whatever. Okay, just keep going. Just yeah, keep going. Yeah, just make the joke work. Just, just make it, keep yeah. on rolling. Yeah, yeah, you did it great. <laughs> Okay, so DJ passes Stephanie the water and Steph dumps it back into the sink only for it to spill out of the pipe again. The girls are running out of resources and Steph suggests that they, well, let's just get into bathing suits <laughs> because why not? Yeah, you know, just lean make it. it a swimming party if you're gonna be in this much trouble anyways. Yeah. Back in the kitchen, everyone is cleaning up from the date and Zoe is helpfully doing the dishes and she tells Danny that his water pressure is running low. And he responds, well, that should be my only problem. Danny walks over to Jesse and Denise, and Denise takes the hint and heads for the living room so Danny and Jesse can talk privately. Danny asks, is there any woman in this city you haven't dated? Wow. He basically well, called Jesse a whore. Yeah, Sorry. Is he wrong? You know? No, he's not. <laughs> he's not. He's not. But again... Denise might be crazy. She's, she is. She you know, might be a little stalkery. Jess, Jesse you know. dodged a bullet here. It's true. Jesse tells him that he and Denise are done with. And remember that she came over because she and Danny had a magical moment in the produce department. Danny doesn't believe him. And Jesse adds, she brought you a bouquet of broccoli. No woman has ever brought me broccoli. Uh, that's not something. That's not a, that's not something it's not to a convincing. About. It's not that's convincing. A, that's actually a yeah, good thing. No. no. <laughs> it's, it's a very good thing. Jesse tells him to go talk to her and get his vegetable charm on. <laughs> Danny leaves for the living room, trying to do his cool guy walk and failing miserably at it. Yeah. <laughs> In the living room, Danny and Denise are sitting on the couch together, drinking some tea with a very massive tea set. <laughs> like they have enough tea to... to to host an entire party. They've, right. They have enough, yeah. A, a tea for an entire Boston tea party. No. Yes. Yeah, there was quite a lot. And cups. A lot of and- cups. A lot more cups than there were adults, for sure. Uh, Danny addresses that this date may be awkward because of her past with Jesse, admitting that it is awkward for him, at least. And Denise apologizes for not being fair to Danny and tells him she is putting Jesse out of her mind. She adds, I came over here tonight because I thought you were sweet and charming. And Danny asks with a smile, well, now what do you think? She tells him she still thinks he is sweet and charming. This is some very awkward flirting. Danny locks right? his- I was like, oh. oh. I know. I can feel it coming and I was just cringing. Danny locks his eyes on her and slowly leans in for the kiss. But Why? She's- Why is he going to kiss her? I- this, the, the, Why is he going to kiss her? Danny, what are you doing? He's not reading cues well at all. Not at all. But he's wooed because she thought he's sweet and charming. So he just goes for it awkwardly. But he he misses. She swerves her head and he cuts his yeah, lip on her Yeah, because she's like, nah, bro. And just bobs and weaves <laughs> and slices his lip open. Yes, it's just. That's what you get. Danny. For, yeah. Poor guy. Um, she apologizes again, but she just can't stop thinking about Jesse. Oh my God, Denise, I, Denise, shut up. Denise, she's a horrible Stop. date. Stop. She's, yeah. Leave. I, I, I think Just I'm leave. more annoyed with her than Zoe I, at this I, point, you know? All three of them. If Just, yeah. Just, you know what? Go meet up with the girls from Sea Cruise. Go, <laughs> I don't know, figure something out. But like, just, this isn't working. Yeah, go find Roxana and be join that band yeah, and just leave yeah, go poor do, Danny right. alone. Yeah. 
Well, Dan, Danny's not, he's trying too hard here. It's, he is. It's his first it's date. Awkward. It's technically, well, this is his first date since Pam, so he's a little no, rusty. No, he went on the Seacrest date. Remember? Well, and then the chick, then she came back for like his birthday party thing. So they obviously had dated a few times. But in the Seacrest episode, he's he said he wasn't ready to date. So that he's like, maybe a lunch. So maybe he's gone on a lunch date, but he hasn't been on a proper evening date yet. I don't know. He's just awkward. He's Danny Tanner. So, but okay, he's just anyway. awkward. Regardless, Danny uh, asks to be excused and says he needs to go clot his lip in the kitchen. Yeah. Because that's romantic to talk about clotting. Right. Well, and also like, what kind of earrings are you wearing? Good Lord. What? They were lethal. They were right? like jaggedy. I don't know what they were, but yeah, they, yeah. they looked lethal. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, Right. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wild Card on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us, so we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
So Danny walks into the kitchen while blotting his lip with a tissue, and Joey asks how it went. Danny sighs and says, I cut my lip kissing Denise. And Jesse remarks, that girl is a wild animal. Shut up. Stop it. We don't need to know about whatever weird, freaky things you did in New Orleans, okay? Don't stop. Just Den- Denise is an enigma, man. Like, wow. I don't Denise is an enigma. Joe, Jesse just needs to also say, it's, no yeah. one in this group has any sense. How did they all find partners? And it's get- such a train wreck. This it whole really night is, is yeah. such a train wreck, and I am here for it. And we haven't even gotten to Danny finding the worst part. Right, right. Uh, so Danny explains that he missed her lips and kissed her earring instead. And he tells Jesse that she is still hung up on him. Joey adds, well, if it makes you feel any better, my date hates my guts. I think she just hates everyone. So she don't take everyone. that personally. She's just kind of miserable. She doesn't she hates want to be life. There. Yeah, She's just she like, want to be this there. sucks. Right. <laughs> Jesse chimes in to say, I promise you, next time it's going to be smooth sailing. Next time? Like, what What next time? There next time what? Next, 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 next time, time you, find, you find somebody to go on a date with that I haven't banged in the city of San Francisco? <laughs> I don't know. You know, what is that? Like, better luck next time finding someone that I haven't been with. I don't know what that means. Other than, like, next time it's going to be smooth sailing. Like, this is, I mean, obviously a horrible date. But, like, part of it is because you're making comments like she's a wild animal. This is partly your fault, Jesse. There should not be a next time. Please, no more triple dates ever. This is just so cringy, but so funny. Um, So then, as soon as Jesse says smooth sailing, cue the water from the ceiling. Jesse feels a drop of water followed by an absolute downpour from the ceiling. Danny hopelessly stares at the water flooding down as we cut to the bathroom. DJ and Stephanie are rotating, dumping water into the bathtub. A little, like, fireman (laughs) line going there, yeah. Uh, Danny, Jesse, and Joey barge in, yelling, whoa, whoa, whoa. And DJ assures them that she has everything under control. Danny replies, everything under control? Everything is underwater. True. The water suddenly stops because Jesse just turns off the water valve. Steph looks at DJ and says, oh, well, let's remember that for next time. Yeah. That Again, one next of the, time. That's one of the things my dad taught me very young. How, to, if something is, how, here's how to turn off the water. Oh, that's the first rule of home ownership. Children are, children are prone to overflowing things. Yep. Yep. Uh, Sam is very smart. So Jody, uh, Jody, you're Jody. Joey notices the tie with gum attached to the drain and he pulls on it. He says, you guys have been watching too much Double Dare. Double Dare, for those of you that don't know, was uh, a kid's game show on Nickelodeon back in the day that had ridiculous stunts and all kinds of things. For for our younger viewers who are like, what's Double Dare? Oh, that was great. There were several iterations. Mark Summers hosted most of them. I think I did an episode of Double Dare. I feel like I did too or something. They did like celeb kid versions. Yeah. Yeah. I think I lost, but I got slimed. Hey, and that was fun. That was so fun. So DJ looks up to Danny and apologizes. She admits that she accidentally dropped his wedding ring down the drain. (sighs) Danny looks distraught and shoos everyone out of the bathroom. And I just cannot imagine the amount of water damage in this bathroom with all that carpeting. Well, it's poured down into the ceiling. Now we've got a hole in in a in a, a a home that's obviously old. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, the, the, the damage is extensive. I really, and, and he's lost his wedding ring. I just, I feel very bad for Danny in this whole evening. So Danny walks DJ out of the bathroom and into the hallway where the three women are just oddly standing there right. waiting for them. Well, right, like, what? Don't, I don't need you. Yeah, like, why are, like why they should have gone home. Here? They really should have left. Like They've been wanting to leave forever. Why would they go up there? <laughs> they follow the guys up there and just wait awkwardly. I, I, the- that's the perfect time to be like, well, your house is flooding. And I'm going to leave that's now. That's my cue. Yeah. 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 So- nope, they're just waiting there awkwardly. And Danny announces that he needs a moment with his daughter. Steph looks around and says, I think I'm going to tuck myself right into bed and get a full night's sleep. She smiles and brings her hands to her heart, adding, I'm the good daughter. Always taking advantage of any it's situation. True. It's like, I, my kids did this last night. Zoe did something, and B was like, oh, I'm so glad it wasn't me. Yeah, and you're just like, yep, that's how it works. Always taking advantage when the other sibling is in trouble. Oh, yeah. Michelle starts to cry from her room, and Joey says he'll check on her, and adds, I guess, my guess is that she's wet, too. Cheryl grabs his arm and asks if she can help him because she loves babies. So with just Denise, Zoe, and Jesse left in the hallway, Denise asks, Jesse, can I talk to you for a moment? Jesse agrees and points her in the direction of his room. So that, that Zoe can stand there and f- fix the thing in the hallway? She's, fi- just- she's just awkward. This was, I, I swear this, they probably just told this actress, we need busy hands. So like, right. do something, just make yourself busy. So she's like, oh, I'll just uh, adjust this painting on right. the wall. She, I, yeah, it was odd. Continuing the awkwardness of this entire episode. In Jesse's room, Denise suggests that this could all be happening so they could have a second chance together. Jesse takes a deep Denise breath. Denise is... She's crazy. I'm telling you, she's been stalking Jesse. This yeah. is all a ruse to try and get him back. This, you, you are on to something. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with this theory. But Jesse is not buying it. He says, you know, Danny really, really likes you. Jesse explains how the timing is off between him and Denise. And if it doesn't work out between her and Danny, okay. But Jesse doesn't want to be the reason why they don't work out. Yeah, but he's kind of already the reason why they didn't work out. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, it started off on the wrong foot. That ship, speaking of ships, that ship has sailed. He didn't make it worse, but he's already the reason, and he's already the reason that this isn't going to work between them. But I feel like, I feel like season one, Jesse would have just been like, all right, let's just go at it right here in the bedroom filled with pink bunnies. But season two, Jesse is like, no, no, this is the bro code. I am not going to date you now because Danny has a crush on her or had a crush on her. I don't know if he still does. Right. Danny's just trying to clot. Oh his no, he, he made the right choice, but I'm just saying I think them not working out is already it, that, that, that's, yeah. it's just it's, it's too late. Yeah, too late for that. So Denise understands, but she just has one question: Why are you living in a room with so many pink bunnies? Jesse smirks and says, "Well, it started off with two bunnies, and then uh, ha ha ha, making a joke about bunny reproduction." <laughs> the Bunnies do what bunnies do. Bunnies are going to bunnies are going to bunny. Yes. So in Michelle's room, we see Joey and Cheryl are putting Michelle to bed. Joey does a Kermit the Frog impression and Cheryl thinks that this is adorable. Joey thinks she's talking about Michelle, but she's really talking about him. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Michelle looks at Cheryl and says, "Pretty." 
And Joey pretty. agrees. Yeah, she's very pretty. Way to go, Joey. He's got some game here, you know? Joey's the only one that seems to be having any success in this evening. <laughs> uh, like, talk about a plot twist. Yeah. Like, yeah. Joey's the most successful bachelor one, in this yeah, house exactly. tonight. Wow. But I was proud of him. So in Danny's room, DJ and Danny are sitting on the edge of his bed. DJ tells him how sorry she is for losing his ring. She knows she should have come to him in the first place, but she panicked. She adds, I learned a good lesson in responsibility. And Danny nods, well, okay, don't let it happen again. And he stands and starts to leave. But DJ's caught off guard. She said, that is the worst dad speech I have ever heard. Danny tells her he had a horrible night with Denise and says, oh, I guess I'm just not the dating type. DJ, I, know, I feel so bad for him. His self-esteem has just been obliterated. Just really, yeah. DJ cracks a smile and tells him, that's not true. She says, Dad, you're a fox. If some girl is too dumb to see that, you don't want her anyway. There you go. There you go. I mean, I don't know if I'd call my dad a fox, but- uh, Yeah, I don't know that I would ever do I, that I either. I don't use that term. But she's trying to, she's, you know, she's trying, trying to, to hyper dad up. Yeah. She's yeah. hyping him up, which is a good thing for her to do. Have you ever called anyone a fox? No. Been like, that person's a fox. No. No. What, that, that, no. I've never, definitely never described a relative as a fox. Right. I think I'm about <laughs> several decades too young to yes. have called anyone a fox. Okay. I, I agree. I agree. So Danny hugs her and admits that that was the best daughter speech he has ever heard. Zoe then knocks on the door holding Danny's ring. DJ jumps up yelling, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then she leaves. Zoe explains where she found the ring and she tells Danny how she can't stand a messy bathroom. Danny's ears perk up and he says, really? I love that in a woman. She's a, she is a miserable person, Danny. <laughs> She's miserable. Don't, no, don't. Just because she found the wedding ring because it was on the floor because... Six other people standing in the bathroom weren't paying attention. Right, right. No, it's, it's like, but he's enamored with her cleanliness. He's he's found a kindred spirit, and he's blinded by by this. Yeah, I guess. Danny, but Danny's just had a really crappy night, I guess, and just <laughs> anything is you know making him happy. If the only person he's connecting to is is, is Zoe, Zoe, go to bed, man. Just go to bed. Call it a night. You're done. The house is flooded. You got a hole in your kitchen ceiling. This one's yeah. miserable. This one's stalking Jesse. Just be done with it. Just call this a day and move call on. Call it a night. Yes. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> so with the next scene, we are in the living room and Danny fetches Denise's coat as she thanks him for a nice evening. Okay, Denise. Sure. Liar. <laughs> Liar. Liar. Yeah. He leans in to kiss her on the cheek, but he moves her earring first for safety reasons. Jesse tells Denise he enjoyed saying goodbye as friends. Joey tells Cheryl how much he enjoyed meeting her. Then Joey goes in for a kiss and they make out. Why is every why is everyone in this scene making out? I don't know. Why? I don't know. At least the Again, girls are in Again it goes back to the scene, secret but... thing, but it's so it's it's so it's odd. so secret. It is so secret. So, but it's so odd. And it's, uh, it doesn't feel that like, like go to the front door, go to the stupid kiss or something. Who has a first kiss in a room full of like six other people? I yeah. mean, when you're not in like middle school, you know what I mean? Like, right. <laughs> it's not a makeout party. Right, right? It's not a makeout <laughs> party. Or I guess it is really by all intent. I mean, they're certainly under the impression that it is. Yeah. It was just, that was the, so weird. And then, and then we keep going. Yeah. 
the no the making out just um yeah it just keeps going right? it keeps getting worse um yeah. yeah uh so then we have Danny saying goodbye to Zoe and first he says remember always pre-soak your find washables and Zoe finishes his sentence in tepid water and they make out because you know that's an aphrodisiac he's talking about by the way tips. that is the most tepid kiss I've ever seen <laughs> I was like oh that was yeah speaking of tepid that was that had as, as much passion as a as a snail. You know what I mean? Like it just was like <laughs> just nothing. It's no, so cringe. I mean, which is I guess what happens when you're making out in your living room with six other people. Yeah, yeah. No, and I, has no one learned yet? This does not. This does not for romance make. You know. I'm glad you feel the same way, but I am I am curious. Is this cringy because it's cringy, or is it cringy because we we can't picture. Bob and Dave as like no, making it's no, weird it's to watch them making out. It's They're like cringy. It's okay, cringy, cringy because it's cringy. It's not just what, us because no, of no, our relationship not, with Dave no, and Bob. It's, okay. it's not just cringy because it's them. I don't care who you put in this. You don't scenario. care who it is. Okay. You okay. could put in Muppets for all I care. It's weird. <laughs> it's, it's, it's everyone's awkward. making out and having these weird moments and talking about tepid water and but yeah. just get the hell out of this house. Right. This has leave. been a terrible night. You didn't have fun. Stop lying. Just leave. <laughs> leave. There's you no had recovering an out from when this. The house meeting. flooded. Right. You could have just disappeared into the night, <laughs> and now you're here having this awkward makeout session. I just—it's just oh don't man, understand, man. Yeah, there's no need for this awkward, long, drawn-out goodbye. Like, just get the hell out of there, ladies. Please, please. Oh, but Danny apparently enjoyed this. He leans back and he says, "Have mercy." So so creepy. So creepy. <laughs> It's just so creepy. So weird. So creepy. So the ladies tell Joey and Danny to call them. And Denise looks right at Jesse saying, Jesse, don't call me. Don't anyone call each other. None of you call each other. Lose the phone numbers. Disconnect the phone. Leave it on. I don't know. Don't even go back to the market. But you can't even do it. Just you got to find don't. a new market now, too, because you don't yeah. want to risk running into Denise again in the broccoli well, section. Well, she might. I think now at this point, she's realized her stocking uh, didn't work out so well. So she's got to. She's finally pissed. You know, she's like, yeah. don't call me. Right. Yeah. She's she realizes it's she's about to get a restraining order put on her. So right. she's like, I'm just going to just right. stop and, stalking. And then Jesse. it turns real dark when she makes mention of, you know, a pink bunny and leaves it on the front porch. I'm just saying <laughs> very fatal attraction. <laughs> Right. This is, yeah, Full yeah. House After Dark. Right, Full House <clears throat> After Dark. Yeah, here's your pink bunnies. Yeah. <laughs> so Danny stands there laughing, and he says, and you were worried the blind dates wouldn't work out. Joey agrees and mentions that the bathroom is still a mess. Danny responds, I'll handle it, boys. I'm feeling so good, I might just clean the whole house. He starts singing to all the girls I loved before again and leaps. <laughs> Joey runs after Cheryl, and Jesse turns around and whimpers. And that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. Jesse is the only one that can honestly look at the night and go, this was terrible. Like, this was just bad. <laughs> right. You know? Well, it's, it's such a plot twist that Jesse's the one that, he, he's the one that ends up with no date, whereas right. the other two made a connection, at least, with the, with the did, other one. the other one was just, mis- I just... You know, you act like that the whole first part of the night. There's no, I'm, it's not no much recovery. redeeming yourself. You know, nope. I don't need your attitude. So yeah, this is not not my favorite episode. No, 
But it wasn't as bad as Sea Cruise. It was because of the bathroom scenes, because of the girls and their bathroom shenanigans. That's what saved the episode for me. Kind of true. That was the fun. I mean, not to be not. It's not because you know I was in those scenes, but I do feel that that was. (laughs) No, it's true. Yeah, no, I'm I'm the third party here, the unbiased one. I'm like, no, this yeah. is the, you guys saved the entire episode. Okay. All right, because I I was like, is it just me or is this? Mm. Yeah, but we knew uh, it was coming. Triple date. We were like, oh, yeah. here we go. Here yeah, we go. And you got to throw in, you know, one of these adult centered. Yeah, they got, the guys got to yeah. have this exactly. They've got to have these things every once in a while. But the it was the ring and the and the uh, the sink issues that really. Oh, tied the room together. It was so great. Speak. I loved watching it. It was very satisfying. Yes. It uh, was, yes, it was fun. And I'm happy that these three women will not be back on the show. Oh, I'm <laughs> glad goodness. they finally got to leave. Yes. That was a relief. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they didn't, it was weird though. They were like, oh, bummer. See you later. Like, I, yeah. I thought they had a terrible night. Yeah. I did too. But, um, you know, I wonder if they ever ate the broccoli too from the broccoli bouquet or if they, did they even get to eat? I don't think they even got to eat. Oh, no, they, they did. Had the black and swordfish. They had the black and swordfish, and Zoe was doing dishes. So they at least got to eat something. Right. Before they did the get to eat, and then collapsed. they drank three cups of coffee each out of separate cups. <laughs> right. Because oh, there was set. enough. Yeah, there was a tea set the for royal 47 people. Right. <laughs> oh, but oh dear. <sighs> well, do well, you have any everywhere you looks for I this do episode? have an everywhere you look. Ooh, tell me. Tell me. I have an everywhere you look in the beginning. Uh-huh. Of the thing when Danny walks in with the uh, non-handled grocery bags. Oh, okay. If you look on the counter when Jesse is standing there putting groceries away, there's not one, but two boxes of oat boats. <gasps> there's two boxes, two boxes of oat boats? Yes. Wow. Two boxes of oat boats. I think the uh, oat You can't boats, have a competing cereal. It's got to be oat boats. I feel like oat boats has a lock on San Francisco. Yeah. Like yeah. they have cornered the market and they're like, all you can get in San Francisco is oat boats. That's it. There's no other choices. Yeah. There's no Cheerios. There's no Wheaties. That's it. It's oat boats. I'm surprised Warner Brothers didn't somehow catapult this into making real oat boats that people could buy and licensing lo- yeah, oat boats, you know? They didn't the do 80s. much. They didn't ever do licensing stuff. Remember, no. That was all like Jeff Franklin and, and his mom did all of the like dolls and the like, oh, licensing yeah. stuff. Warner Brothers never really. Meh. They didn't care. Yeah. It was an I feel like it wasn't quite in the days where like you had merch for everything. Now I feel like you could probably totally sell that. Now everything is overly merched. Like right. Back in the Although, day. Although spoiler yeah. alert, guys, oat boats are just Cheerios by another name. So yeah. they're not don't get too excited. Yeah. It's nothing special, but that's okay. But it's oat. San Francisco it's a it's a San Francisco treat. It is it's not rice it's oat boats. <laughs> yep. A San Francisco treat. Yeah. <laughs> uh but that was my everywhere you look. Okay. I have um what do I have? Oh, okay. I have the sweater that DJ is wearing in this episode. Right. It's a repeat. It's a repeater. Did you recognize this episode? Right. Yeah, I did recognize it. We have seen that. She wears it in the horse montage in DJ's very first horse. And this is the sweater that she holds up in the opening title shot in the opening credits. She kind You're of is right. going in her closet. She holds up a sweater and this is the one. So You're I'm, right. I'm impressed. They were repeating sweaters so soon after DJ's first horse episode. I wonder if maybe somehow that was, sh- well, I was going to say shot on the first day, but maybe no. Um, maybe our wardrobe know. budget just wasn't big yet. And they were the like, budget we wasn't need another big sweater. Yet. Right. Well, that's, I think that's a new thing too. We don't, 
we don't repeat outfits anymore in modern right. That's day also that like shows. modern day shows that it's like you can't repeat outfits. You're like right because that wouldn't be a human thing to do. Right. I've you never, never wear the same worn, pair of I've shoes. I've never worn the same <laughs> sweater twice. Right? It's right. so unrealistic. Yeah, but... Danny got Danny got cash if he's living like that. <laughs> Everybody gets new outfits every day. No, I like it makes it more realistic when the girls yeah. repeat yes. their outfits. I'm but like, I did okay, I so did notice that. It was the the sort of fuzzy cable knit geometric sweater. Yep. She lo- DJ loved her geometric sweater. Her favorite sweater. Fuzzy ones. Yeah. Her favorite sweater. You know, you had your 3D sweaters and DJ had her geometric sweaters. Shapes. I like to dress like Mr. Bear. DJ yeah. had her favorite sweater. Everyone had their thing. Kimmy was dressed like Mrs. Trunchbull. You know, <laughs> everyone had a look. I love the 80s. I miss it. Oh, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, You know, I just, I look like I had my little side pony in this episode too. Oh, it was so cute. My husband always makes fun of my side pony. He's like, oh. you were, you rocked the side pony. There's actually a song called Side Pony by this band that I, oh gosh, why can't I remember? Is it the Tedeschi Trucks Band? That they have a song uh, about a side pony. And I just always think that's about Stephanie Tanner. It's probably not. It has nothing to do with it. But I like to think so. Please watch an episode with Mescal and tell us what he says. Like, I'm dying to hear his commentary. He wouldn't say anything. He'd just be like, do I have to? (laughs) Am I going to have to be on the show? Do I have to talk? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he would just be like, I mean, I'll, if you want me to, I'll do it. But like. No, no. Well, I know he wouldn't want to come on the show, but I just. No, wanted, God, no. I just want to know what he thought of six-year-old Jody Sweeten with your perm and your side I mean, ponies. he watched the show occasionally. He's like, I, he goes, I was like a little older than you. He's like, but, you know, I saw it occasionally. He's like, but it wasn't, yeah. you know. I was, it's not his jam. He, he was, right. Because he's a little older than like you and Candace. So yeah, yeah. he, yeah, he was already like, I don't want to watch it. Okay. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Which is probably good because, you know, it might be kind of weird to like be like, hey, I remember you at six. Like, yeah, that, we're that, married. that, that yeah, kind of kills the mood. Kind of kills it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Point taken. <laughs> Point taken. Uh, but if I do ever get him to watch an episode, I will make sure and let you know what he says. I'm sure oh, the reviews please. will be fabulous. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, well, man. Another fun and fabulous episode. Uh, it, you know. It was great. Down, ranking down at the bottom, but that's okay. But that's okay. Not everything's going to be our favorite. Right, right. That's expected. Not everything's right. going to be a home run. That is okay. Well, what, what was our first, what was our number one episode? We had, what was the DJ's number one? DJ's very first horse. DJ's that's, very first yeah, horse. That's right. That's, we picked that's that one. The, 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 the winner so far. Yes. So far at this point. Well, it's we'll still in track. the running. It's still in the running. Mm-hmm. Much like that horse. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us for another fun and fabulous episode of uh, How Rude Tanneritos. We love that you joined us. Make sure that you're following us on Instagram at How Rude Podcast. You can also send us some emails at How Rude Podcast at gmail.com. We love to hear your questions and all that. And make sure you're liking and subscribing to the podcast wherever you're listening to it so that you can make sure and get all the newest episodes as soon as they drop right when they're released. So thank you again for joining us for this week's episode of How Rude Tanneritos. We love you, Fanneritos. Mm. And remember, the house is small, but the... Mm. Mm, you got cocky. See, Adri is not here to keep you The in world line, is so. small, but the house is full. There it is. There it is. I, I'm, I'm secretly pleased that okay. you've screwed See? this up. The day is complete now. You're welcome. Thank you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. 
That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wild Card on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.